Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Monday as we kick off a brand new week. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and through social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I'm at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Send me a note. Let me know what's on your mind. All right. This week, we've got some great stuff coming up, including a big talk with Doug Schoen about power. He's worked for presidents and prime ministers and more. Uh, for over 50 years, and he's got a really insightful view of what makes an effective leader and why, and how power is used and abused. That's later in the week. Big conversation, very important. You're not going to want to miss it. Okay, today I want to talk about the COVID criminal cabal. Joining us in a couple of minutes will be Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas, who is also an MD. And he has been all over this from the beginning, from like January, March of 2020, investigating and searching for the truth about the virus, its origins, the response, and the mRNA shots. So we're going to ask him about all of this, and he's going to be here to drop some truth bombs. This conversation is going to blow the doors off. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss a second of it. But first, the Monica Memo. The truth eventually always comes out. Sometimes it takes a long time, years, decades even, to get to the truth. But sometimes the truth comes sooner than expected. Sometimes the truth is outed long before the powers that be want it to be outed. Over the weekend, we got some more truth about the origins of SARS-CoV-2. For a very long time, Fauci and the COVID criminal cartel from the CDC to big pharma to big tech to the propaganda press attacked anybody who suggested that the virus didn't come from some random bat in a cave that made its way to a wet market in Wuhan but that it was actually a gain-of-function Frankenstein virus from the Wuhan lab 
whether intentional or accidental. And we're going to get to that question here in a second. Anyone who suggested that got suspended, silenced, and destroyed from medical doctors to political leaders to commentators to anyone in between, even when it was obvious to anyone with a brain that, of course, it came from the lab. With dangerous gain-of-function research that Fauci funded, even though he lied through his teeth repeatedly to Congress under oath that he didn't fund this. Oh, the NIH, we didn't do it. He came up with a very clever way of funding it and offshoring this research when it was illegal to do so here in the United States. Well, this weekend, the Wall Street Journal reported that another government agency joining the FBI has now determined that the virus came from the lab. Adoi! Here's the report. The virus that causes COVID-19 most likely leaked from a Chinese laboratory, according to a classified report, based on new intelligence and recently sent to the White House and key members of Congress. The stunning assertion by the U.S. Energy Department comes more than a year after the FBI concluded a lab accident accident, we're going to get to that in a second, a lab accident in China was the origin of the disease, which has killed more than 6.8 million people around the world. The FBI's decision was made with moderate confidence and remains the Bureau's opinion, said the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the Energy Department's own finding yesterday. By contrast, the Department of Energy made its determination with low confidence, sources who've read the classified report told the journal. Now, just keep in mind this whole confidence game, medium confidence, high confidence, low confidence, guys, that is deep state language. It's it's a way that the deep state covers their butts, all right, so just... Keep that in mind. But the judgment is considered important because the Energy Department, and again, this is from the New York Post reporting from the journal, the judgment is considered important because the Energy Department, which oversees the American Nuclear Weapons Program, runs a network of national labs and has a great deal of scientific expertise. The Energy Department, guys, does have a lot of scientists because they do work on the nuke program and so on, both here and abroad. Um, And they've got a lot of real scientific expertise in that department. Both agencies, meaning DOE and the FBI, reportedly arrived at their conclusions for different reasons, with the sources declining to detail the new intelligence cited by the Department of Energy. In response to the journal's report, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan went on CNN and said this. There is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. Here's what I can tell you. President Biden has directed repeatedly uh, every element of our intelligence community to put effort and resources behind getting to the bottom of this question. And one of the things in that Wall Street Journal report, uh, which I can't confirm or deny, but I will say the reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool at use uh, to be able to figure out what happened here. And if we gain any further insider information, we will share it with Congress and we will share it with the American people. But right now, there is not a definitive answer that has emerged from the intelligence community on this question. No definitive answer emerging from the intel community, he says. Would this be the same intelligence community that signed that bogus letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation? Yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. Also, keep in mind, Jake Sullivan was hip deep in the Russia hoax against Donald Trump. So he is a professional liar. The Energy Department's assessment came in an update to a 2021 document from Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines' office. Avril Haines is the DNI right now. She was also hip deep in the Russia hoax. So, yeah, they're, they're spooks, but they're also professional liars, these people. 
That early uh, 2021 report reportedly reaffirmed a consensus in that Intel community that the emergence of COVID-19 wasn't the result of a Chinese biological weapons program. Well, that might actually be accurate. It was the result of an American bioweapons program funded by Anthony Fauci working in conjunction with the CCP and the PLA in China. But the reason that they put out that initial document was they had to protect Fauci and the rest of the COVID criminal cabal. Of course, that operation continues. This is an intel operation, guys. We're all focused on the medical part of it because it's affected all of us. But this was an intelligence operation. Story continues, the update was prepared in light of new intelligence, additional study of academic literature, and consultation with outside experts. This according to a senior Intel official. Well, sure. Sure. Just wait, and I'm going to give you the real reason they're updating these reports and starting to tell the truth. Hang tight. The update is reportedly less than five pages long, and it's unclear whether an unclassified version will be made public. You don't have a right to know of what has killed and injured and made sick so many of us, shut down the global economy, upended a presidential election. You don't have a right to know that. Shut up and sit down. The National Intelligence Council and four unidentified agencies still believe with low confidence, there's that deep state buzzword, that the virus first spread to humans as the result of natural transmission from an infected animal. Please. Please. Or as Hilaria Baldwin says, please. Please. Where is the animal? If there were an intermediate animal to which the virus jumped and then jumped into humans, we would have gotten that animal already, okay? We haven't because it doesn't exist. The CIA and another unidentified agency reportedly remain undecided on the lab leak and natural transmission theories. Again, got to protect Fauci and the Department of Defense and the entire deep state COVID cabal who foisted this on the world. Last year, Senate Republicans released an interim report that found the virus most likely leaked out of the Chinese lab and that, quote, the hypothesis of a natural zoonotic origin no longer deserves the benefit of the doubt or the presumption of accuracy. Precisely so. Yesterday, Republican Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska went on Meet the Press. He was asked about it, and he is calling for public hearings. Listen. Well, I think we need to have public hearings on this and really dig into it. Think about what just happened over the last three years. One of the biggest pandemics in a century. A lot of evidence that it's coming from the Chinese. And when other countries even raise it, like Australia, the Chinese use their coercive economic activities to shut people up. Exactly so. The Energy Department declined to discuss details of its assessment, but said in a statement that, quote, it continues to support the thorough, careful, and objective work of our intelligence professionals in investigating the origins of COVID-19, as the president directed. Now, keep in mind, guys, Biden ordered all of the intel agencies and a lot of the federal agencies to look into the source of COVID-19, whether it came from the Chinese lab in Wuhan um, or some other place. He did that back in May of 2021, uh, more than a year after the World Health Organization declared this whole thing a global pandemic. All right. Now, on August 1st of last year, Senator Roger Marshall asked the FBI director, Christopher Wray, to share records of its investigation, but the FBI declined to comply back in November, citing a Justice Department's policy on preserving, quote, the integrity of ongoing investigations. Senator Marshall is going to join us shortly on all of this, but I want you to hold that thought in mind about investigations. Okay, keep that in mind. All right. Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to take all of this apart because I've got some things I need to say. Okay, everybody, listen up. 
We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. I really want to take all of this apart because the last three years have infuriated me with the lies and the consequences of the lies that we have been fed that have destroyed countless lives and the health of this nation. What has been done to all of us has been despicable, and more importantly, it has been straight up evil. And there needs to be accountability. So I have some things I need to say about all of this. First of all, Biden ordering the intel agencies to conduct this quote-unquote investigation means that the investigation is probably the cover-up of the regime's crimes on all of this. Just as the Mueller investigation was the cover-up of their Russia hoax, and the two fake impeachments were the cover-up of the Biden family influence peddling crimes, and the January 6th committee was the cover-up of the regime's crimes that day, this investigation is probably a cover-up of the regime's crimes in funding and developing and spreading SARS-CoV-2. And launching it, I believe, on purpose. We're going to get back to that in a second. Second point, we're getting the truth now for two main reasons. First, because the Republican House is investigating the origins of COVID, and they have subpoena power to get documents and other evidence, and that investigation is now well underway. And two, because Elon Musk has the Twitter files on the actual collusion between big tech, big pharma, Fauci, and the COVID cabal, and the regime, and the propaganda press. And it's all about to blow. The musician Zuby tweeted uh, the other day, when will everybody admit the whole COVID-19 pandemic response was a scam? To which Elon Musk replied, it's coming. So the regime liars and criminals know that the jig is up and they're trying desperately to get in front of it. That's why you're seeing these stories now. And finally, I believe that this was no accident. You know, we're just getting, well, it's probably coming from the lab, but they're still qualifying it by saying it was an accidental leak. There was some sort of accident in the lab, and whoops-a-daisy, there goes the virus all over the world. I don't believe it was an accident. They had this virus ready to go. They needed to do a couple of things. And when I say they, I mean the, the globalist deep state the transnationalists, the transhumanists, all of them, okay? They had a couple of big agenda items that they needed to complete in 2019 and certainly 2020. They needed to stop Donald Trump. He wasn't the only reason that they did this. 
They also needed to advance the Great Reset, which was their bigger agenda item, but Donald Trump was their biggest obstacle to all of that. The virus was the perfect lever to literally shut down the global economy and strip away our freedoms, all in the name of public health, which no one is allowed to question ever, right? Especially in a crisis. You can't, you can't ask somebody, oh, you're, you're really sick, right? I don't believe you. You're not allowed to do that. So public health on a global scale like this was the perfect lever. And they pulled the trigger on it in late 2019. But this, all of this had been in development for a very long time. Very long time. We'll talk to Dr. Marshall, Senator Marshall, coming up here in a minute. But all of this research, this gain-of-function research, oh, this is this, and SARS-CoV-2, this had been underway for years. And so they found the perfect opportunity and the perfect moment to pull the trigger on it. Stopping Donald Trump was a huge part of it. Remember, Trump was the only president to aggressively confront China. He was the only president and, frankly, leader standing up to all of the globalists putting America first. And Trump was an existential threat to all of them. And their sick, twisted, one-world government surveillance state agenda. They had to block his re-election. So they impeached him twice. They had the Russia hoax going. And they had Antifa and BLM burn down the country in 2020. They went to all of those lengths to try to undermine and destroy Donald Trump. You don't think that they would deliberately release a global contagion to stop him? Of course they did. Nothing else worked. They threw the kitchen sink at him and he was still standing. In late 2019, it looked like Donald Trump was going to march to re-election. Economy booming, world peace breaking out in the Middle East and elsewhere. He was well on his way to re-election. And so out of desperation and panic, they pulled the final and ultimate trigger and shut down the world. And by doing that, they got a twofer. They stopped Trump and his America First policies, and they got the Great Reset moving at high speed. They were able to install a demented dummy as president of the United States. Remember, when people say, oh, you're making it all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump was, again, not the only reason they did that, but he was the biggest obstacle to preventing them from moving forward with the Great Reset. So they installed the demented dummy. And frankly, when you look at the West, almost all of the Western leaders have been installed with a few exceptions like Georgia Maloney in Italy, Viktor Orban in, uh, in Hungary. Few and far between, though. The rest of them, France, Canada, uh, the UK, they've all been installed in order to carry out this Great Reset agenda. Donald Trump, sitting atop America, was the biggest of them all, the biggest obstacle. So they had to do something. They'd thrown everything at him. He was still standing, heading toward re-election. They could not allow that. So yes, I fully believe that this was not a lab accident. Oh, whoopsie-daisy, knocked over a flask and now the world is sick with some crazy virus. But I believe this was a fully intentional act of war. And yes, I do mean that, act of war. Not just by the CCP, which is bad enough, but by our own deep state, of which Anthony Fauci is a key member The fact that we are into late February of 2023 and Anthony Fauci has not been charged with crimes against humanity when millions of people have died and the entire American economy was shut down, all done on purpose to remove Donald Trump and get the Great Reset going in America and globally. I believe the timing was not a coincidence. No way. You take a step back and you look at all of this and you see how all of the pieces fell into place. Makes complete sense. Just as we're getting evidence here of all of this, of the, well, it does look like it came from the lab, but it's still an accident. 
Um, We'll get to the intentional part of this eventually. We're making progress now with the truth emerging that it did come from the lab, you know, three years after the fact. You don't need to be an Intel expert or a China expert to realize that, well, duh, of course it came from the lab. We'll get the truth about the intentionality of all of this eventually, maybe sooner rather than later. And we'll get the truth that this was, in fact, the ultimate crime against humanity. Things are already moving. I mean, we have all been deeply censored for just talking common sense about all of this and putting the pieces together, but we are making progress. I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore because it's just so bad and so political and not even funny. It's just stupid. So I don't even stay up that late anymore on Saturday nights. I'm like, "Mm, lights out. This is not worth it. Um, But over the weekend, they had Woody Harrelson on, who is, you know, a card-carrying left-winger, pot smoker, you know, like rebel against the establishment. He was the guest host, and he went after Big Pharma and the COVID criminal cartel in his monologue. Listen. So the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea (laughs) being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Good for him. Good for him and, frankly, good for SNL and NBC for allowing this. I mean, it's a little late in the game. I guess we shouldn't be congratulating them for, for doing this three years later, way, way after the fact. But at least they did it. And that entire monologue is an indication of a very positive development, which means that the American people are waking up. They're becoming a lot less afraid, as we are, of speaking the truth. And, I mean, this extends now even to pothead left-wing actors like Woody Harrelson. They're now aware, as we are all aware, that it's not just our elected officials we need to be on guard against who are stealing our freedoms. But it's big tech, big pharma, the propaganda press. It is the regime, of course, but now all of these other entities working hand in glove in actual collusion as well. If Woody Harrelson gets it, most of the American people can get it too. And I think they are. And I think they're really waking up. The next step will be the COVID Accountability Project and holding these criminals against humanity accountable. I will not stop until that happens. Too much has happened, too many lies, too many deaths, too many injuries, too much damage to America and the cause of human freedom to just let it go. When we come back, we're going to talk to Senator and Dr. Roger Marshall. We'll get his reaction to this new report and a lot more about COVID, the virus, the mRNA shots coming straight up. But first, I want to take a moment to welcome a new sponsor, Cardian Company. If you want control of your financial destination and decisions, but also want an experienced and knowledgeable person's guidance based on your risk tolerance and financial objectives, visit CardiCo.com. Cardi & Company is a family-operated and nationally recognized fixed income investment firm with more than 50 years of experience. They are licensed in all 50 states with expertise serving both individual and institutional investors. Cardi & Company has expertise in tax-exempt bonds. Interest income on municipal bonds is generally exempt from federal taxes and often also exempt from state and local taxes. There's no ongoing annual fee for their clients, just a one-time commission fee. Cardi & Company also actively helps local governments borrow funds to improve their communities through municipal bonds, giving their investor clients primary access to these investments. Generally, for initial investments of $5,000 and up, find the investment that's right for you by visiting cardico.com. 
That's C-A-R-T-Y-C-O dot com, Cardico dot com. Cardi and Company Inc. does not provide tax, accounting, or legal advice to their clients, and all investors are advised to consult with their tax, accounting, or legal advisors regarding any potential investment. Municipal securities may be subject to federal alternative minimum tax or the AMT. Please contact your tax advisor regarding suitability of tax-exempt investments for your portfolio. Member FINRA, SIPC. I'm delighted to welcome, for the first time, but hopefully not for the last time, Senator Roger Marshall of the state of Kansas. Senator Marshall serves on the Committee on Small Business and Entrepreneurship, the Committee on Energy and Natural Resources, and the Committee on Agriculture, among others. Senator Marshall is also Uh, Perhaps first and foremost, a physician who practiced for more than 25 years and served in the U.S. Army Reserves. He's an OBGYN who has delivered more than 5,000 babies. Wow. And he was also a business owner, too, so he really gets it. He joins us now. Senator, it's so good to have you here. Monica, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a great conversation. I've enjoyed following your career and and it's great to get to, to talk with you in person. Well, thank you so much. Very nice of you. And I've been following your career, too. And I always appreciate uh, normal people who run for public office, especially high public office, because we have so many career politicians who are just in it for themselves to enrich and empower themselves at the expense of the country. You had a very successful career before you entered politics, and that gives you a real sense of what the country needs and where the American people are. So please know that we all really appreciate you. Also, before we get started, I know that you prefer to be called Doc the way your colleague, Senator Tuberville, prefers to be called Coach. So Doc it is, okay? This sounds great, Monica. No, I, I look forward. I, we're going to have a great time. And, and like you said, uh, I, I enjoyed medicine. Uh, but, but I wanted to leave this world cleaner, healthier, safer than I found it. We're going in the wrong direction. I uh, woke up one day and our first grandchild was born and my wife said, it's time for you to go to Washington. So, so here we are five years later, six years later. <laughs> well, God bless you for doing it because after having a successful career in another area um, to sort of put that aside and then go put yourself through all of the tribulations and, and basically horrors of politics really takes a certain kind of person who has a deep love for America. So we appreciate you, Senator or Doc. All right, so we've got a lot to cover with you today, but because you are an MD, I want to begin with COVID. Over the weekend, we saw a story from the Wall Street Journal that said that the Department of Energy, now keep in mind everybody, and we covered this in the monologue, but uh, Joe Biden, when he came into office, ordered the intelligence agencies and all federal agencies to do a deep dive into the origins of COVID. We can debate whether or not this is a legitimate investigation, but let's set that aside. So last year, the FBI came forward and said, we can conclude Um, essentially that the uh, virus originated in the Wuhan lab as a result of a lab leak. Well, over the weekend, the journal reported that the Department of Energy has now weighed in, and they are also concluding that the virus likely emerged from a lab leak, which is what those of us with common sense knew three years ago. All right, Uh, Doc, Based on what you've read over the weekend, what is your reaction to what the DOE and now the FBI, what they are both now saying as we wait for other agencies to weigh in? I, my first response is what took them so long to state the obvious. Uh, like you said, common sense. China could have disproved this within weeks, within months. All they had to do was produce an animal that said, here's the intermediate animal that, uh, that where this virus hopped from from, uh, from Mother Nature to humans. It's been, what, almost three years now? They still, it's been over three years now, and they haven't showed us that animal. And what, what's important about the Department of Energy, as opposed to the intelligence communities, they have scientists. And be, I think that those science look at this virus and realize this virus is just too perfect. This, this virus has a perfect protein spike that bonds to the human lung cells like glue. Uh, where did that come from? How could a virus that came from nature not infect bats, but, but infects humans? It just didn't ever make sense. Uh, and I want to even backtrack 
to the report given to President Biden in 2021 is that the intelligence agency said, A, we, we're not sure, but we lean towards a uh, something from nature. But the FBI was dissenting from that report. We feel like the FBI was never even allowed to speak to the president, uh, President Biden about this. We feel like the FBI never gave its report. And the FBI, even back in 2021, said that, look, most likely this came from a laboratory. And again, what the FBI has are scientists, scientists that dug into uh, the biochemistry of this protein spike. And like you said, a combination of common sense and science, I guarantee you, if I had a jury in front of me, I could present a body of evidence that they would prosecute China, the laboratory there for making this virus. Well, you know, now that we have a lot of evidence that Dr. Fauci and the NIH was funding this dangerous gain of function research when it was banned here in the United States, essentially it was offshored to places like the Wuhan Institute of Virology, um, that because he was helping to fund that research and perhaps even directly the SARS-CoV-2 virus, um, all of this smells of a deep cover-up. And what we know now is that the Mueller investigation was the cover-up for what the feds did with the Russia hoax. Uh, the January 6th committee was the cover-up for what the feds did on January 6th. More evidence is emerging about that. And so I worry, Doc, that these investigations are going to be the cover-up for Anthony Fauci, the NIH, other entities that were using pass-throughs like EcoHealth Alliance to fund this research, and perhaps in particular the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Your thoughts? Yeah, Monica, you, you know that there, there has been a massive cover-up of this. And what your listeners need to understand is when you're doing research in China, you're doing research with the mil Chinese military and with the Chinese Communist Party. And I felt like all along what this research was going towards was some type of bioterrorism, that they were going to try to develop a virus um, that, that they would have resistance to. Let's, let's say, let's talk about agriculture for a second, that they would develop a virus that would uh, kill all the chickens and turkeys in the world, but they would be able to develop a strain of chicken or turkeys that were resistant to it. And that's just one example. You could do the same thing with corn, with wheat, you know, with humans, for, for that matter of a fact as well. So, and, and to your point, Dr. Fauci funded this viral gain of function research. And it goes way beyond just what was happening in the, in, uh, in, within his department. He had funds through the USAID, through the State Department, as well as Department of Defense funding this. And of course, he was matching that with Bill Gates funding and private funding as well. So he was controlling, I suppose, 50 to $100 billion of research on this viral gain of function, which all it's done is killed over 10 million people across the world and no benefit. Why wouldn't we take that same monies and figure out how to cure Alzheimer's? Uh, it's been so frustrating to me to understand how the NIH works, all the waste of funding and how Dr. Fauci controlled billions of dollars of research. Uh, and, and yes, we can link him directly to funding the research that made this, this SARS-CoV-2 virus. Yeah, and they are bending over backwards to protect Fauci and his ilk. Um, that's why, you know, keep a skeptical eye over all of these investigations. It also includes DARPA too, doesn't it? Which is the Department of Defense's research arm. They have been deeply involved. This is a, a deep state entity, guys. Um, this is the DOD's research arm, and they are deeply involved in this, like, for years. So it wasn't like SARS-CoV-2 just, like, incredibly appeared one day, um, that they had been working on this hand-in-glove with people like Fauci as sort of a deep state operation for quite a while. Exactly. And to your point about DARPA and the Department of Defense, and I hate to get in the weeds too much, but there's something called a, a furin cleavage site on this virus. And that's what DARPA was working on secretly as well. So the furin cleavage site is what allows this virus to, to efficiently dump uh, its guts into the human lung cells and then take over the messenger RNA. Uh, so uh, yes, the Department of Defense has been involved with this. And that's why I was saying is Fauci was able to control more than just his budget. He was able to use other people's budgets as well to fund this. And that's why you know, we've been holding up certain people as they uh, for, for nominations 
uh, to try to get more information. They refused to give us the FBI report. Uh, we would like to know what the FBI knew back then. Why, why did they say that this came most likely from a laboratory and they weren't allowed to tell the president that piece of information? Right. And we also now have evidence, we've got a paper trail emerging that Anthony Fauci and Dr. Collins at the CDC, that they were all putting a stop to this uh, very early on um, in the name of, quote, science, Doc, uh, which is really outrageous. So uh, let's take a step back for a second. It, you know, in early 2020, I was in the Trump administration um, at the Treasury Department and you know, we all of a sudden we were blindsided by this. So the whole world was beset by this novel coronavirus. Nobody had ever seen it before. Nobody knew how it was going to behave, except for maybe Dr. Fauci, who helped to fund its development. But everybody was was panicked. And at the time, and I could speak to even in the Trump administration, nobody quite knew what to do. This was unprecedented. And everybody kind of looked to China for a blueprint for the response, right? Lockdowns, a wholesale shutdown of the economy, mandatory masking, an attack on real therapeutics. So first off, as an MD, what was your response to all of this at the time? Were you in agreement with this massive shutdown of the global economy and here at home? Or did you have serious questions about what we were doing? You know, Monica, I tried to uh, to stop all of, all of this. I tried, I did everything possible to stop the mass mandates, the vaccine mandates. Uh, I, I thought that there were good solutions out there, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And what was frustrating to me as a physician was we weren't allowed to have the conversation. Um, let's go back 20, 30 years ago, and we're treating I'm treating ovarian cancer, breast cancer, and we didn't have a blueprint to follow. So what we did as physicians, we would sit down with patients and say, here's the pros and cons, here's the risk and benefits of a treatment. Uh, what questions do you have? And then let's make a decision together. Let's get second opinions, of, of course. But I've always involved the patient in that conversation. And so what was frustrating to me is we weren't even allowed to have the conversation, Monica. And I, I want to just back up in the end of January of 2020, I was the first person in Congress to go to the floor and say, look, there's a problem here. And let me explain why I thought there was a problem. Um, when, when I started reading about this virus, like the first week in January, it was like, this really intrigued me as a biochemistry major and a physician. And as I started following the report, uh, we were told that we were studying the virus, that the World Health Organization was involved with this, and we had people on the ground in China. But when I talked to the CDC, uh, they said, oh, I asked, give, them, give me an update. They said, well, we don't really have people we, where the virus is. We have people in China, but they're a thousand miles from where the virus is, but the World Health Organization has this under control. So I went back to the DOC caucus. I was relatively new here, and I said, tell me about the World Health Organization. And the look they gave me was horrifying. They said, you need to go back and read about Tedros, who's the chairman of the, of the World Health Organization that he was bought and paid for by China, uh, and don't trust him. And, and anything coming out of this, re out of this uh, study, you can't trust. So at that point in time, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started reading about viral gain of function research that we've been funding it in North Carolina, developing a protein spike. All the pieces came together for me really in early February. And what I would ask you in the Trump administration, if Fauci had went to President Trump and said, there's a good chance that this virus was made in a laboratory, we have no idea what it's going to do, Mr. President. Do you think the president would have responded differently? Don't you think he would have locked everything down? I mean, not just people coming from China, but everywhere until we got our arms around this a little bit, uh, let, let alone... Uh, you know, starting the warp speed a little bit sooner, all those types of things. So yes, frustrating thing. Most importantly, I'm, I'm going to forgive me, I'm talking too long here, too long here, but I asked the CDC to send me the studies that said that masks work. They sent me 80 studies. I read every one of them. They didn't count on me reading them. I read the 80 studies that they said supported mask mandates. 70 of them had were inconclusive. Uh, four or five of them said it actually hurt people to wear the mask. It made people uh, get sicker. And there was four or five that loosely supported it. So there, there was never any science behind their mask mandates, behind their distancing. And then they were dishonest with the vaccine. 
look, we knew that this mRNA vaccine uh, would only protect you for three to six months. We knew that ahead of time. Why did they lie to us? Why did they deceive the American people? So I couldn't have been more frustrated from day one. Senator Marshall, I'm going to ask you to please stand by because this conversation is fascinating, really important. There's so much more to get to with you. Sit tight. But first, guys, are you looking for the perfect secret skincare? Well, the secret is out. It's Genucel. Genucel products target all your problem areas like dark spots, skin redness, and even a sagging jawline. And now Genucel is giving my listeners a surprise savings at checkout. Go to genucel.com slash Monica. And for a limited time, any subscription order includes a free beauty box plus free shipping. Genucel works for men and women of all skincare types. And with its immediate effects, see results in 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Right now, GenuCell's most popular package includes their new probiotic extract moisturizer for visibly healthier, more youthful looking skin, absolutely free with every most popular package order. So go to GenuCell.com slash Monica genucel.com slash Monica for a surprise savings at checkout. And for a limited time, any subscription order includes a free beauty box plus free shipping. That's genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, genucel.com slash Monica, genucel.com slash Monica. We're coming right back. We are back now with Senator and Dr. Roger Marshall of Kansas. I have said, and you don't have to agree with me or even respond to this, but uh, Senator, honestly, I think they had all of this lined up for two purposes. One, to remove Donald Trump to prevent his reelection. And secondly, to advance the Great Reset globally. Um, I, you know, the, the timing of this, the way it was orchestrated, the way that they had the mRNA shots ready to go. I mean, to me, it's a chicken and egg question that they had the mRNA shots that they wanted to get it into billions of people's arms around the world. So then they created the virus to accommodate that as a vehicle for it. You don't have to weigh in on that, but I think we have only seen the surface of this massive global effort Uh, to stop an America first movement, an America first president, who was the only American president in recent memory to take on China aggressively. He had to be destroyed, existential threat to the deep state and the rest of it. I think all of these pieces eventually are going to come together. We don't have evidence yet, but it's it's just too perfect. It was all just too perfect. Um, Okay, let's just take one more step back on this specifically, uh, Senator. How much damage has been done as a result of what we did? And can you comment on the fact that the CDC, the public health institutions in this country are still to this day, doubling down on what we have clear evidence does not work like masks, like the shots. Oh, get your 18th booster. Maybe it'll work this time. The fact that the public health organizations and institutions in this country are still advocating this stuff when we know of all of the dangers and the damage that all of these things have done. Can you speak to that? And how do we fight back? Yeah, Monica, I, I'm just, um, it is, it is, couldn't be more frustrating. I've taken care of thousands of patients with viruses, thousands. And I, I understand how viruses work and, and concerned about uh, sexually transmitted viruses and just pause here for a moment and take into account natural immunity. The CDC still refuses to acknowledge the role of natural immunity in the whole process. Um, w- what we do know is we were censored, we were shut down, we were uh, many physicians that, that were, were uh, censored by their own medical societies, by their own medical licensure process as well, that we're not even allowed to have this discussion. And I, I guess I'd almost like to ask you, Monica, why? I'm, I can't figure out this why. Why did they want to cover this up? Is it all just about control? Is that what they're really after? They want to control us? Um, and that by putting and making us wear masks, by making us get the vaccines, by, by telling us what we can take and not take, they silenced thousands of physicians across the country, across the world who said, wait a second, this does not pass the smell test. It doesn't make sense to us. Um, 
and just to lock down the entire country, the entire states at a time made no sense to us. When there was, there were times Kansas was locked down by our governor when there was no virus uh, in the western half of the state at all. So just none of it made sense. I couldn't be more frustrated. And you know, this is why we have the freedom of speech, even even in especially in the time of an emergency, is when we need to rely on our constitution and rely on our God-given constitutional rights. That's why they were set there. We're especially a time in emergency. And this president has used this emergency to control us uh, and the consequences of their policies. We should take a pause and just say, my gosh, what have they done to my grandchildren? I mean, if my, my own daughter, if you would sit and have this conversation with her, it almost brings her to tears what the shutdowns did raising my grandchildren. And she's a healthy, bright, you know, has, has uh, you know, the means to, to take care of them. But it's been a tough three years on everybody. Uh, it'll, it'll take us decades to recover from this mentally as well as economically, yeah. educationally as well. Yeah, 100%. And the short answer to your question is that this was never really about a virus. It was only and always about power and control. And, and that's a bigger conversation. But um, a couple of other questions on this, Senator. Knowing what we now know about the mRNA shots, and you're deep into this as an MD, um, and all of the injuries and deaths resulting from them, including cardiac events, strokes, fertility issues, miscarriages, what is your view about them now? Um, and I know like here at home in Florida, the uh, Surgeon General of that state stopped recommending these shots for young men. You've got some nations around the world pulling them for all people under the age of 50. Should the United States take another look at this? Um, do we need more data? But I, I, I mean, we certainly need more data about their short, medium and long-term effects, but what should the United States approach be to these mRNA shots? Monica, I would encourage your listeners to talk to their own doctor. I think that there's risk and benefits to every vaccine, to every medicine. Um, and I'm just going to be pretty forward here and say that my children and grandchildren have not and will not get this vaccine. That in my opinion, for their health, the benefits don't outweigh the risk. But my advice to my parents was, is different. They're 85 years old. They're not in great health. I do think that there's some benefit to them. Um, but I think, you know, as of today, I would sit tight until the next outbreak of this virus comes across the nation, uh, if it does come. So I, I, I want to sit tight. I want the advice to give to my parents for their next one or not. So really, I, this is, it's America. Please, you know, ask your physician what they think you should do. I hate to give medical advice to people, I, you know, I've never seen. Yeah, as public policy, though, do you think we should revisit this uh, in terms of CDC recommendations that people get their 25th booster? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, C the CDC needs to go back and be honest here, and, and especially uh, with younger people who are not at risk, um, that, that really the vaccines made no difference in, in young people. As, as far as preventing the virus, preventing the transmission, preventing hospitalizations. And I say young people probably under the age of 35. And certainly we know that there's, uh, that, that, that it, they caused an autoimmune response in lots of, in lots of young adults and young children, the, the viral pericarditis, the inflammation around the heart. It's a real thing. Um, who, I think all of us know somebody, and I know several people that had significant life-threatening reactions to the, to the vaccine as well. So absolutely, the CDC needs to go back and revisit it. They need to do, finish up the studies that they said they were going to do for follow-up. Um, they need to quit manipulating the data. I'm ready to start over on, on all of it. Yeah, a lot of people dying suddenly, too. A lot of people collapsing, young athletes and so on. We need a lot of answers here. Um, in terms of a COVID accountability project, which I've been calling for now for a while, I think we are long overdue holding these criminals like doctors Fauci, Burks, Collins, Redfield, Walensky, so many others accountable for their lies and frankly, what I consider to be crimes against humanity in pushing all of this when they knew, they knew from the beginning, we're not talking about stupid people here. We're talking about corrupt people, but they're not dumb. Um, and the fact that they have lied and so many people have died or were injured unnecessarily as a result of their fraud. 
I know that you're in the minority in the Senate, the House is conducting their investigations, but will we ever see this kind of COVID accountability project? Will these people have to answer for what they did and be held accountable? Monica, I wish I could say the answer is yes, but I'm very concerned uh, for goodness, for two years, we've been pushing for a 911 style committee investigation. Uh, get it, make it apolitical as possible, get it out of the hands of Congress uh, and, and have a true, a true investigation. Um, there's certainly many political issues involved as well, but I, I don't see the, there's much appetite on the Democrat side for that, for, for the reasons at hand. Um, it would probably take us controlling the White House and both the Senate and the, and the uh, Congress, the House, to, to get something like that accomplished. Um, I, I do have faith in Jamie Comer over on the, on the House side and Jim Jordan that they're going to make some progress. Um, we do have a subcommittee on the Homeland Security Committee that I'm on with Rand Paul and Ron Johnson over here. I, I think that we'll make some progress as well. But this, this would take a, a true investigation full-time, several years to actually get to the bottom of this and to figure out who to hold accountable. And, you know, the other part of this equation in order to get real answers and transparency and accountability is non-corrupt individuals handling all of this. And, you know, you, you rightly said every individual should talk to their doctor about these mRNA shots and so on, but medicine has been deeply corrupted um, these doctors, a lot of them were getting money for every additional shot of Moderna or Pfizer, whatever they were giving. Um, so, of course, they were pushing it widely on people. So can you get a straight answer from your doctor? I think a lot of people have questions about that. And then going into the court system, you know, a lot of people have questions about that. And so that brings us to another uh, area that I want to talk to you about, if you've got another couple of minutes with us, Senator, which is... The most dangerous threat I think we all face, which is the weaponization of our own government against us, and the fact that all of our institutions are shot through with deep corruption. The House has a committee going on this whole question. What is happening in the Senate, if anything? I know, again, you're, you guys are in the minority there, and there's only so much you can do, but how do we fight against this when our own government, which is supposed to serve us, which we pay for, which we elect, um, what do we do when they have all of the power and, and we have really no recourse to the kind of corruption that's being inflicted on us? Yeah, Monica, well, I think it starts with as much transparency or shedding light on what is going on and to see how the federal government was working hand in glove with social media to, to stomp out any type of uh, COVID messaging. But theirs, I think it's appalling to Americans. So I think it starts by we, we will need a groundswell of Americans saying we have to do this. We have to look into this. And it, it starts with elections. So despite everything you and I've talked about, the Democrats have kept the majority in, in the Senate. You know, how, how in the world does that happen? So th there's not much happening over here on, on this. This is not a priority uh, to Democrats that social media the, is in their, in their court right now. The social media coddles and protects them. You know, I, I just want to reference, uh, you know, an article this weekend from the Wall Street Journal uh, that we started to start out this conversation that the Department of Energy said most likely this virus came up from a lab in Wuhan. If that had been a year ago before Elon Musk bought Twitter, that would have been taken down. You would not have been able to tweet about it. Yesterday, Elon Musk retweets it. And last I saw, two and a half million people had seen it. Um, you know, my wife has said all along, unless conservative people start buying some of the social media companies, it's going to be hard to reverse any of it. We can make rules, we can make regulations up here, but they have enough lawyers that they'll get around so much of it. Um, I, I'm at, I hate to say I'm at a loss, but we need people to, to speak up. We need to elect people with, with the, who believe in protecting our God-given constitutional rights. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, we need folks that protect our constitutional rights. Yeah, you know, big tech, it, it's it is really, it, it's like a Frankenstein monster, right? I mean, big tech is so powerful and it's so rich. Um, and the individuals, for the most part, that control Silicon Valley and control social media channels, but also AI, I mean, all of the, this other stuff, 
they're mostly all on the left and they are controlling, they're, they're really the gatekeepers now of our society and their attack on the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. I mean, look at Mark Zuckerberg took half a billion dollars and poured it into the 2020 election. Now we did it apparently legally at the time where he was targeting swing districts and swing states and he was uh, paying left-wing activists to go and do the ballot harvesting and all this stuff there are reports just this week that he's going to do the same thing now some states have taken some you know uh, legislation and they, they're trying to prevent some of this but the left will always adapt like any enemy, they will always adapt to get around how we're trying to stop them. And our side is always fighting the last war. So we're out there trying to prevent what happened in 2020, but the left is full of imagination and creativity. And they're already thinking in ways that we haven't even conceived to try to rig 2024. So when you have this you have this problem, right? This, this almost impossible fight in front of us. It doesn't mean we shouldn't fight it. But man, without free speech, we have nothing. Along with no borders and no secure, fair elections, I, I, it really has left America on the back heel. And certainly those of us who love the country are trying to fight for it on the back heel. Yeah, Monica, I've got faith in us, though. I, I truly do. Uh, my kids, my grandkids, the, the friends, the people that I had in Sunday school that, that I coached, those, those kids are now young men and women. And yes, it's their time. It's time for, for these people to stand up. We need godly young men and women to run for the school board. We need godly young men and women to go into teaching and go into those positions. Yes, we need godly people to speak up on the big social media companies as, as well. But I just see all over the country that, that folks that maybe lean towards the left are saying, oh my gosh, these school policies are horrible. My kids can't read and write and, and, they're, going, and they're going into college now. Um, so, so many issues. I think that, that Americans are waking up and we need to be listening to them. Um, I, there is this populist streak in me that we need to keep fighting for hardworking men and women, uh, that, that my priorities are always those hardworking men and women uh, the, the farmers and ranchers, small businesses, I think as long as we're fighting for those people that we have a chance to, to win these elections, we do need more election integrity. That's a conversation for another day, but that's going to be at the state level. I got a text just uh, yesterday from one of my friends saying, you know, Republicans get focused on these elections about six months before, but, but all over his state, Democrats are out there ballot harvesting now. So yes, uh, we we've got to we've got to keep fighting, and I appreciate those people out there in the trenches that are fighting. Well, I, so do I, and I really we all thank them. They're soldiers for America, and I really appreciate your optimism, Senator. All right, final question for you. Um, I know that you're in the Senate, obviously keeping up the fight and speaking out, but how do you how do you continue to do that and keep your sanity being in the minority in a Senate chamber that's led by Chuck Schumer? Yeah, Monica, I, I certainly just rely on the values I was born and raised on, values like faith and family, uh, hard work, and uh, just since I've been 10 years old, I wake up every morning, and before I go to bed both, I, I read scripture, I pray, and my family is great encouragement, my friends, my staff, the people around me are great encouragers, um, have a great prayer a breakfast once a week, and um, so, so you know, it, to me, it's a keeping true to the values. And, and for me, my faith and family will remain my priority. And my love for country uh, allows me to keep keep the fight. And I'm very optimistic. Uh, you know, you say it a lot too. But, you know, I'm a happy warrior. So I'm, I'm all in with you and, and appreciate your efforts as well, getting the message out there. Amen. Amen to everything you just said. And we are certainly glad that you're there. And we thank you so much for your leadership. I know it, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there for election to any office and you stepped up and did it for your state and for your country. And you know, just speaking out on all of these issues without fear or favor, uh, Senator, we really appreciate that. So thank you and thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll come back. Monica, I look forward to it. Thank you. 
Okay, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks so much for being here on this Monday and for checking out our phenomenal sponsors. We all really appreciate that. Thank you. So on Wednesday, we're going to continue this conversation about COVID-19, the dangers and the damage that the virus has done, the mRNA shots, where we are and where we are going on all of this with Dr. Richard Fleming, who is an absolutely brilliant and and keen, keen investigator and researcher into all of this. So that's a conversation you don't want to miss. And later in the week, we're going to talk about power with Doug Schoen. So a huge week here on the Monica Crowley podcast. Tell all your friends, your family, everybody you know to join us. Also, later in the week, I'm going to be at CPAC speaking. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to cpac.org slash DC. Get your tickets now. All right, have a great start to your week, and I will see you right back here on Wednesday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.